Bonin Cast, Product Innovation and UX Design with Bonanza Design. Hello, everyone. We are here again with another episode of UX Bootcamp. I'm here once once more with my colleague and co-host Yarek. Hello, Yarek. Hi, everyone. And uh, today we will explore a little deeper on managing projects in a project-based company. And to help us navigate this topic, we are very excited to receive Tia, which is the design system lead and head of design at WeFox. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tia. Can you tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah. Uh, so hi, everyone. And thanks to you guys for inviting me. Um, so I'm Tia. Uh, but my mom called me, calls me Mattia, and I work <laughs> in Xbox as, as you said, as a product design lead of the design system and head of design operation. Um, I was born as a developer in the beginning, so I study, you know, to work on coding um, pages when. When we have this time, when we have when we had web designer, the ones called web designer, and then after this, I found out that you know uh, I need something different. I I felt the need to explore more, and I had a lot of question on why this is happening. So I start studying um, design. At uh, the beginning, as uh, more as a UI designer, and then I fall in love with the user experience, so I move uh, directly on on the user experience topic. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I wanted to ask is, what do you think about your basically career as a web designer? So, uh, do you think like the coding and uh, the developer skills? help you a lot right now or is it like unnecessary totally unnecessary uh no it helps me really 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 a lot because um when you know uh how the you know the engineers develop stuff you are able to think first on how they will be able to get it live because um if we design it remains designed Okay, so we need an engineer to make it live. And if you don't know the basics on how the things should be created in web, it will be a little bit difficult. I'm not saying that you cannot do it, but it will be a little bit difficult. Yeah, I'm glad that we are on the same page because we previously talked about it with Ayesha in our previous episode that it's not maybe not necessarily the most important thing to know uh, to basically be really good at coding, but to know basics, it's really, really helpful. So glad that we are on the same page on this one. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, thanks for that. And maybe we can start uh, with our main topic of this this podcast, which is differences in working with like your own project and working for a client. So I the, before before that, I wanted to know. I probably worked in the environment when you when you basically work for a client, and right now you're working um, basically on the project internally. So I just wanted to ask about your 
typical day uh, of, of and the differences between what what do you think how what, like the, basically differences in your typical day when you're working with the client and when you're working in, internally on the project. Okay, so um, from me, for me, um, I never found this, um, let's say, huge difference. I mean, the only difference that you have basically working internally is that you can try, okay, and push yourself a little bit more. Because when you work for a client, you have, you know, uh, boundaries that you need to respect and so on. Um, Working for clients before working internally, it helps me a lot to, um, you know, grow because the more boundaries you have, the more you need to find out the best solution, you know, without going everywhere. So you have these boundaries, you need to stay there. And this helps you to uh, let your mind work more. Um, of course, you don't have this type of freedom or you cannot freestyle as you can uh, with an internal project. Uh, but yeah, let's say that the approach is the same because you need to think um, that when you work on internal project, for example, from my point of view, um, I think on working uh, as I'm working with a client. Okay, so I'm using the same approach, even if the project manager are internal or the developer as well, because it helps me to keep the same, you know, standards uh, around. So I give to myself, let's say, some sort of boundaries and say, okay, even if it's an internal product, I need to treat it as a client product because it helps me and mm -hmm. I'm doing, let's say, some sort of training uh, on this yeah i mean because well we don't we are working uh in bonanza we also have some like of mm, internal projects such as uh, our website and as you said it's i think the main and the most important difference on that is that you don't have that many constraints it's always nice to like treat your pm or like your uh senior designer or one of, on top of you as a client because like it it will basically it's a better approach than going without it, and it will give you like a good practice for working with the client in the future, for example. So what what I've noticed is that it's it's more loose. That's one thing, and because of that, you go nuts sometimes. And just wanted to ask you if because of that you can work a little bit more freely. Do you have sometimes like? Uh, maybe a freeze in your work. So it's like, because you have less constraints, it's sometimes harder than half uh, more. What do you think about it? Uh, I think that is a great point of view. Um, of course, if you don't have boundaries, you can go uh, everywhere. But going everywhere means that you can probably take the wrong road. Okay. And... It's like, think about this. Uh, if you go with the car and you need to go in another place, uh, which is useful for you? Riding in a street with, you know, signals, stops, boundaries, or driving in the desert? You know, you, you don't have, it's like you have, you know, the, 
road to follow. Boundaries give to you the road to follow. Even if uh, the the best thing that I love on, of design is that we can take these boundaries, you know, and change them. And change doesn't mean you decide what the client needs, but you show that you can stay inside boundaries going, you know, um, let's say designing with a bit of freedom because having boundaries doesn't mean that you cannot do stuff. You can do it, but in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, about managing and managing basically and the constraints as well. I wanted to ask like a little bit deeper about like the structure of working mm -hmm. in the project-based company. So basically, uh, because usually when you work with client on a big project, uh, it's not necessarily that you need some kind of, uh, uh, for example, like a uh, task manager, because we usually don't do it as we have like a one, basically one team and we don't need that because we are like uh, working only for the one project, for example. So it's not necessary. And how are you looking at this when you're working right now? Are you using like really hard, some kind of a task manager? Are you that, that's that's the way you work basically? You just check the tasks, or are you just like freely uh, coming up with new ideas? Uh, so there are different uh, way to work. Let's say that um, when we start working on on the product on a new product directly, uh, you can freestyle. Okay, so you explore. Uh, you check the competitors, you find out if there is something that is already existing. But then, then you, when you put your hands inside the project, you need a task manager from my point of view. Because, um, as you said, you are one team that is working on one project. So it's that project and that's it. When you work in a product company, you could have more than one product. And most of the time they has to communicate between themselves. So we have a scrum master that help us to you know, uh, manage the time, uh, um, you know, respect the deadlines and so on. So these help us to, uh, you know, manage this type of product. And these help us more because we are a startup. So things go really fast and you need to have something to manage all the yeah. things that you, um, that you need to work on. Yeah. It's so like the design is a really strange thing when you, when you basically work with tasks, because usually we don't need that. And also in the small startups, of course, you need some kind of a man management thing. Um, but when you're like, as you said, when you're starting the project, you don't necessarily need that. And it's like taking too much time to manage. And instead of that, you can just really design something that will be awesome. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, sorry. yeah okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was saying that uh, you don't need at the beginning because at the beginning, you don't have these, you know, whole idea. You don't have the whole picture in mind. So you need to brainstorm, have, let's say, workshop and so on. And then you can start writing. We write, we write user stories. The user stories helps you, uh, the marketing team, team as well sometimes, if they need to, you know, uh, work on specific flows and try to understand 
what the user uh, user's feelings are, which are the action they can take, and so on. So this is, let's say, for the cold start. Oh, yeah. It's different when you already have, let's say, an MVP, and you need to improve. Mm. In this case, you need tasks at the very beginning because you yeah. are starting from data. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From real numbers. Yeah. Right. And additionally to the tasks, uh, I wanted Aisha, just you can briefly talk about uh, your perspective because it's a little bit different than the design person. Yeah. Yeah. When it, yeah, I mean, in my case, when it comes to the marketing side, we always have to be very aware of, of what we're doing. And like, we have these tasks that have like due dates and the, the, these, uh, applications, they really help us to understand and structureize a few things, uh, especially when it comes to like social media and posting and things like that. We need to have this more structured. But at the same time, some of the tasks I don't include in the, because I feel like it's either an ongoing task that's always going to have a, an update. So it feels a bit pointless to put it there. And some things, they are so like insignificant that if I put there, I just waste time just by typing typing it there. So I feel like to anyone that wants to use it, even uh, regardless of their position, I think you have to use like common sense, you know, don't don't waste that much time just to type your stuff there. So like if it's taking too much of your time, maybe it's there's a better way to do it. So. I know there there are people out there that are like extremely organized and they want to have these kind of things that they think helps them. But I think it's about common sense. Like if it's something that's taking too much of a time and making you less productive, maybe you should change your change the way you do it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It it depends from case to case. Um, yeah. For example, with our marketing team, we don't have tickets because things are faster than the design. So you need to go out with these news. You need to mm -hmm. do this for this event that is in three, four days. So yeah. as you say, probably sometimes you spend more time creating the right task and you can save it just saying uh, by voice or in a meeting. So yeah. yeah, let's say that it depends from uh, company to company and department to the yeah. department. Uh, about departments, uh, as we all know, you, you're working in a design department, and just wanted to ask about uh, how much, how, so like the part of your time is probably some kind of a management thing. So you need to manage certain things, and part of it is a design. I just wanted to ask in comparison when you work with your with basically uh, outside client, what what's the difference behind it? Do you spend more time? managing things and like on the meetings uh talking to people instead of designing so what's what's the uh, percentage or maybe like you can explain it briefly okay um i give you i give it to you two example uh the first one is more from as me as a ux designer and more is one as a design system uh lead so um for the design system uh for example Design is just like, I don't know, probably the 20% of the time as a design system, because the design system is 
researches of components and patterns uh, is to talk with the engineers closely to develop the right component, to work in the right way, is talking with the data analyst team to understand if the component is working correctly in the user experience. Then you have the managing time. So let's say that uh, the management, the timing management for the design system uh, is something really important. So I have one hour each morning with myself to organize stuff, try to understand where I should go and which could be my impact working on this instead of that. As a UX designer, um, time management is a bit less because you have the roadmap at the beginning of the project. So you already give to the client and your manager the timing, the time that you need. So you quantify basically uh, the amount of time that you need. So it's a bit less than when you work on a design system because you can do more design stuff instead of managing. So that's the two different. So because the design system is a different product uh, from all the other because yeah. um, it needs to fit to more than one product. Uh, not only the people from the design side will use the design system. So you need to move from you know department to another you need to talk with the marketing to see if the new font and colors are correct or if they are working with the guideline or uh, you need to work with the ux writer to check if the tone of voice is the in the right way uh, you need to talk with the engineers to see if you design basically something that cannot be done easily Everything can be done easily or not easily. So yeah, that's the that's the difference. But I think that uh, the more you manage your time, the more you can have impact and deliver a really good experience. So in in terms of managing your time, uh, if you're creating a new thing or a new functionality, uh, in, basically inside your company. What's base? Are you responsible for the roadmap and estimation, or is it like the, just like only the PMs uh, that will work on it, and then you need to just deliver? So that's the thing. Um, you can have two approaches. One is as a design team, and one is as a agency. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you work with an agency, as an agency with the client, the client say, "I need to deliver this in this day," and that's it. Then is you that you need to organize. I mean, you can say, okay, let's do it a bit longer and so on. The differences of an in-house design system is that we read data, we check data, we meet with the product manager, and let's say we work together on creating a roadmap. Okay, because if we find out that one feature is not working properly, we prioritize this instead going out with a new one. So let's say that is a team work. We sit all together in, on the table 
with the lead engineers, with the project managers, and we start talking about this. So they say, okay, we have this deadline from the business. Are we able to say to them yes, or we need new extra time for this, 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 and this? So we plan this, and then we go to the business and say, okay, these are our estimation. Probably we can do it a little bit uh, earlier. But if we have this, this, and this, so you need to consider that if you listen to the business, they want it for yesterday, always. <laughs> it should be yeah. ready. That's it. You, yeah. <laughs> they say to you, I have this idea, you need to have it already designed, but it's not <laughs> possible. So uh, if you tell them before, they can organize at a higher level. Mm -hmm. okay. So some sort of team squad sometimes you need to follow the deadline and that's it because they go live they sign contracts and sometimes you are able to you know play uh let's say your cards what helps you to achieve this is the design system mm. oh yeah I'll on design system, man, we will talk about later, but I, I'm really excited about this one because we're yeah. too really nerdy uh, about it. But before that, just... Uh, I have one thing. I mean, I feel like... Uh, sorry to cut you. Uh, yep. I just feel like um, what from what you said, yeah, it's important to say that when you work internally, uh, you have a, little, a lot more strate strategy involved. You have to think strategically and not just manage things but like there is a lot of a lot more strategy involved in terms of of, of time management of managing the, the team the stakeholders and and everything so uh, i feel that's important to to people to understand that it, you you won't be just executing things you'll be think uh, thinking about things in a, a little bit of a higher level yeah exactly exactly it's not only executing is to consider more than one than one aspect. So yeah. you need really we need to talk with all the departments to see if everything is okay or if we can, you know do it better and and so on. Yeah, okay, got it. Mm -hmm. So about managing, I know that you're doing a lot of stuff <laughs> and you're probably uh like at the same time in three places. Uh, so just because we talked about it with Ayesha previously uh, about time management and you, if you're working on multiple things, you need to prioritize stuff and you need to organize yourself uh, or otherwise you will get lost. So just wanted to ask about tips or like tricks or things that you do that keep you basically your mental health on point and basically your time management correct. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a great question because um, I went through breakdowns, mental breakdowns before achieving, you know, uh, this type of uh, way of work. Um, so first of all, um, you need to make it clear. Okay that you are not a machine okay that's it that's the first thing so you are human 
Okay. Yeah. Human, you can make mistakes. Um, you know, have problems. Let's say. So the first thing is, I'm human. Okay, I'm not the computer. So it can work thirty days continuously. I need to stop. So the most important thing is to have time to breathe. Okay, so. For, uh, between the meetings, always have 10 minutes to stop, to breathe, to take some fresh air, and then you can start uh, working again. Uh, the second one is uh, to organize as much as you can to work, okay, and giving time to people. So you say, I need three days to do this. I cannot. Do it in less days. I need. I mean, you don't have to say I need one month to create one component. So you need to give real time. And the second, the the other thing is um, when you finish the work, you finish. Don't open again the computer to read the email. Don't have any type of application in your phone that talks about work, nothing. You need to stop, clear your mind, and then you can restart again the day after. Because if you don't stop, you will feel overwhelmed uh, more faster than, than the normal. So set up boundaries, but just because you are a human being, okay? So it's okay, the business, it, uh, the monies are okay. But you cannot burn out because if you burn out, company needs to hire a new one, needs to teach him all the stuff that he, that he needs. So you will lose your time. Yeah, I think like really important thing that you said is don't rush things. And what I so basically, if you're estimating uh, that you estimating how many days you need for the project. I would advise to always add two or three, just because there will be like misalignment with this one. So always give yourself some uh, additional time on that because there will be some feedback and you probably, uh, yeah, it's better to overestimate than just go, oh yeah, one day that will be enough and then just not meet expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the the best advice that one of my colleagues said to me uh, when I start to you know having this mental breakdown, he said to me, "You are not operating people to the heart, okay? So this is not the kind of work. You don't need to have this pressure and so on. No one dies. Things can be done in another way. Um, so it helps me to understand, okay." Um, I'm a designer, I'm not a doctor. I don't have people's lives in my hand. So this means that I don't have to have all this pressure. It's okay to have pressure, not that much. Yeah, yeah. Really important stuff right now. Because I think we can rush things. And if you have like a one like three months of like really, really hard work, it's it's fine, but then you need either a vacation or like a three-month project that will be really easy. Because we can also over. We I met a lot of people that uh, working their asses off 
and they think like, I'm doing it for three years and I'm fine. But it's not like you will burn out, but not that quickly. So it for one, it can took you like five years for one seven. But after a certain amount of time, when you work like 12 hours a day, you will meet some of like the really big wall that you cannot jump over. So mental health is pretty important. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah, cool. Uh, and so I think about uh, managing, we, we said a lot. And I just wanted to jump to really fun and nerdy stuff, uh, which is a design system. And because we usually... We usually uh, try to describe as many things as possible in this podcast because it may be it may occur that someone don't know what the design system is, and I just wanted you to ask if you have like two sentences to describe it. What would be the best words to put it in? The best word for the design system. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, that. You don't have boundaries, okay, with the design system. And I think that you cannot build a house without having, you know, the foundation materials. So it's the same. You cannot build a product without having the basics. So that's the, um, the best thing of a design system. Uh, it gives you the freedom that you need to explore and create components. But at the same time, you have probably uh, the, the most amount of boundaries that you can have. Because uh, when you work in a design system, you start with the foundation, with content, with color. So you go, you touch the accessibility, you attach to marketing, uh, you need to use psychology principle because you don't have data that support you, uh, your choices. So uh, this helps you um, if, if you use a design system to scale uh, as much as possible, uh, not only the product, but the company as well, because the design system doesn't touch only the product, but is used uh, um, from the marketing guys too. For example, our marketing guys need the design system foundation, the design system icon, the the typography. So it's yeah. something that touch more than one um, district, let's say department, sorry. Mm, yeah. And about you're saying districts, departments. So there is a point and like the company, especially when you're, not outselling yourselves services, but you're working on the product that you will need to evolve and create more things and more. And the question is, how do you do it properly? Because the, the scaling, it, it can be done really in a bad way where you create thousands of components and then the management of it, it's going to be terrible. So what's your like the best advice on scaling things like, uh, hmm. don't reinvent the wheel. That's the first thing. <laughs> you don't need to reinvent the wheel. So uh, this means that, as you said, the more components you create, the more you need to maintain them. But if these components are created 
from a single one, so they are based on a core component, you can only switch the content inside this one without thinking about the layout of this component. So it helps you to focus more or on how it works. So you don't need to recreate four different types of product cards. You start with one and then you change the content inside. This helps you to have infinite product cards with infinite user experience. You can have it with option, without option, with label, without label, um, with, uh, without any of these. So just a button that says select. You can have it with or without icon. You can do anything you want, but you start only from one. This means that the engineers, once they update the core component, it will reflect in all the one that you that you have. So try always. The advice is to um, look always if you already have a component that can do, you know, the same action or basically that has the same uh, look and feel that allows you to say, okay, this is a product card. Mm, yeah, I mean, change from product to product. Got it. I mean, the problem with the scaling is that you can do it in huge amounts of way, uh, ways. So basically, if you're using Figma or any other app, uh, you can create it using uh, different things. But what what are you saying? The most important is like the principle of not reinventing the wheel. Just to reusing as many things as possible to maintain like the cohesiveness of everything, and yeah, I, I imagine so that that the problem with it is the difference uh, where I can say between the project based company and like the client that comes to you is uh, when we are working with clients, we have a design system template that we are building upon, so we are not starting from scratch. We have something that we basically stylized and add new components if necessary. That allows us to just work much faster. And but the, the maybe not the problem, but if you're working for a startup and you're trying to create a project from scratch, you don't have that many resources uh, to work on the design system and to do, the, do everything properly. Uh, but on the, on the other hand, when you're working in the project base, uh, company and you're like already have some kind of a product and basically the resources can go there so what i would say that also additionally it's not a good idea when you're starting with the project just to constrain yourself at first create a design system and focus on that because you need first to sell stuff to earn money to basically invest in the proper design system. It's always good to have some kind of a core and principle things. But like I think like when you're starting, it's best to start with like the design and overall the project and then work on the design system, not in the other way. What do you think? Um so you need to think uh about this from let's say money side okay so uh, you need to think it will cost more for the company to start having 
a design system that allows me that allow me to change only one thing and then everything will be updated or it will cost more you know to design stuff and then redesigning again creating a design system hmm. because if you let's say I don't want to say this word, but if you lose a bit of time at the beginning creating the smaller component like button input color, you don't need everything like button input color. I don't know. And yeah, okay. So the foundation and the icons, you can start from this, and then you can start, you know, scaling more and more. Um, you need to think about this. Um, before working on the design system, you know, you need to make the things work. Okay. So you need to think about the user experience side. Okay. Then the design system allows you to make it fancy. Let's mm. say. Okay. Because I always took the Amazon example. They don't have the best UI in the world. I mean, probably it's success UI. <laughs> if you analyze from the U as a UI, sorry, but if you analyze from the user experience side, if you do the uh, the Amazon web app black and white or gray in gray tone, it will work as well. This because in design things need to work first, and then you can use you know colors and so on. This doesn't mean that you can use every color because you have psychology of colors and so on. So it's important as well. But you need to focus before on the user experience. Than the so well, my the, advice for you is create the smaller component at the beginning and then start scaling. Because scaling, it doesn't mean only... Uh, I mean, when you scale a product, it's because your components are scaling. Yeah, you you're just right. Inside. So, how long uh, did it take you to convince uh, your coworkers that design system and making it like the automatization part of it is really important? How how did you do this? <laughs> uh, so um, I need to be honest. So I, I was a bit I was lucky because um, when I joined Vfox, there was one other guy that is called Raz that he spent uh, 18 months to align all the engineers and all the other people to the importance of a design system. Uh, but this was two years ago, okay? So now if you speak about design system or if you talk about design system, people are more, you know, mm. aware of what it is. Um, how do you convince people that uh, is worth uh, showing that they can save a lot of money? Okay, That's how but you convince people. That's what money, like. <laughs> money. Yeah, it's all about money. Uh, all about money. You have on if you write ROI calculator for design system, you have a beautiful website where you can see how it will, how much. The company will save with a design system and without a design system. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. So you you said that a website that allows you to do this. 
yeah um oh. yeah i will send it after because after. If I, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah you can create the roi of the design system uh we set up design system metrics like the adoption rate of the components the time to end off uh the design depth the tech depth uh so you're basically showing, you're gathering the data that allow you to showcase your like PMs or stakeholders that the design system is worth it. And yeah, do you have like any example that, of the number that you in, basically decreased or increased? Um, we we set up. I mean, we have a deadline for one of our products that is uh, end of March. Uh, we are delivering now the last screen for hmm. the redesign. So we we calculate that we can save, let's say, fifty to seventy percent of time using the design. Whoa, system. that's a huge number. Yeah, yeah. because basically yeah. the user experience designer decide the, the workflow and how it has to work. Uh, where the user go, where they click, but then the design system provides you already the screen, so you need to just switch the component, and that's it, and you have the new one. We yeah. we use um, you know we take the time to recreate a screen with the design system, and we recreate one screen. Let's say we can recreate one screen every twenty seconds. Mm. Okay. Uh, creating a screen with twenty seconds—it's after two year, two years of work on setting up the right design system. So it's important, but you need to create this in the proper way. Yeah, I, I mean that's like the great example of that. Like the UX designers uh, are not the graphic designers. It's yeah. just because I, I don't think like let's just jump back five years ago, I don't think there was a position that you're working in right now. So like basically you're, that's like super deep inside the process. And it's like totally different thing that many of uh, beginners imagine that can happen during their, their, her or his career. Because it's, it's something that it's, totally different than creating buttons and rectangles. It's just like, it's basically more of a technical thing and more of a on the developer side, even not like the ordinary UI or UX designer, which is really cool because that's the part of the industry that's, I think, evolving and will be like one of that, that would be really important. The most important thing to basically uh, increase the speed of making things right. Uh, using design systems. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And I mean, now we are all using Figma. So I'm using this as an example. Um, you can now import uh, components from Figma to uh, virtual reality. So think that now with the design system, you can create virtual experience too. So that's the real scalability, where you can yeah. go everywhere in every type of department and do whatever you want. That's why I think that the design should be at the center of 
a company just because he can provide um, tools to the other department. Okay, so um, I don't know. With our marketing team, they only need to give us, let's say, smaller inputs, but we basically come out with a, a landing page every week, three days, because mm -hmm. we can provide them faster element and they can focus on okay let's see what we want to say uh, how much how many how much budget we want to you know uh, use for this campaign so for all the design stuff they are uh, free of this stuff because mm -hmm. they are supported from the core uh, and for the with the design that's yeah, that's cool. That's really nice. Um, yeah, it speeds up the process, I think, a lot. No, of course. Yeah, that's that's a huge and really important thing that everyone should know yeah. after yeah. this podcast. And so, basically, to wrap things out, we usually end with. I have one uh, question. I have oh. one question. <laughs> I have okay, one question go. before <laughs> before we wrap things up. I have one question. Uh, we were talking about manage management before and. I would like to know because it's a different perspective. Uh, when you work internally, you have to manage third parties and things can be complicated because like I said, it goes away from the execution part and it's more like management and strategy things. So can you give our audience a few tips, a few tricks or, or your, your view on how to best manage third parties? Okay, um, but as a product company, so when you work with external, you know, agency and so on, yeah, um, uh, yeah the best tip. Um, <laughs> so I want to say, uh, be honest from the beginning, because uh, I think that it's more easily to manage. Uh, a clear situation more than you know working with yes man i call it yes man so yeah we can do it yeah we'll do it yeah we'll do it yeah we'll do it. i prefer to have someone that say to me okay probably we can do it in this way because so you don't have to be afraid to say your opinion uh an easy error is to give your opinion and then we have to do this and that's it. This is wrong. But I think that talking with each other with the maximum honest can be the best way, even if you will have our discussion. Because when you are completely honest, you will have our discussion with people because someone, yeah. some of them doesn't understand that you're not doing that you're not doing for yourself but for you know a common goal mm -hmm. for you as a client and me as a company so yeah just speak the truth and and that's it it's the best way to work with people yeah i agree yeah good question before the the last thing yeah thanks aisha for that and so uh, we usually end things with a section or part where we 
talk or given examples of things to avoid on the certain topic that we discussed. And in this case, that would be what the question would be what you should avoid when you when you're working in the project-based company in comparison when you're working with clients. So like what's the one different thing that you should avoid? Hmm. Uh, the common thing that you need to avoid is to be an asshole. <laughs> you don't have to, okay? So be humble always, not because this means that uh, this doesn't mean that you don't have to trust in what you know, but um, yeah, just say be humble. It, it's my, it's the way I, I move from an agency to a company. And I found out that, you know, when you start working internally, you, you feel that you can have more freedom, okay, to say stuff because the, the people where you're with, with you are working with are not external, are not the client, are your colleagues. So you feel the freedom to, you know, be a little bit an asshole. Don't do it. <laughs> Just stay humble. Because at some point you will find another guy that is more skilled than you, that can teach you a lot of stuff and you can learn from. And if you have this type of, you know, behavior, you will always find the door closed at some point. So it's not worth, okay? And... Stay humble doesn't mean that uh, you allow people to say to you everything and that your work is not uh, worth as the other one. It's just to say, okay, let's do it together. Because sometimes people forget that you are on the same ship, okay? So if one of us sink, we sink all together. Yeah. That was really good advice that I didn't expect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Oh yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I think I think I think it's really important. I think it's actually something we didn't mention in all of our of our previous episodes about this because people can actually be very like asshole and arrogant and ego like go ego flourishes sometimes and it's a bit complicated to kind of manage this and you know stay humble and stay simple and at the same time don't let people you know walk all over you yeah (laughs) so it's it's a balance i mean the difference is that when you're working with client it's a really common thing that you you cannot be an asshole because if yeah. you will be dead, the client will just terminate the contract and that's it. Yeah. And the product, and basically when we are working together internally on something, there might be the case that you're a little bit more loose and you will say like some bad things. So yeah, that's that's important thing. Yeah. To mention. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to say thank you so much, Tia, for joining us again. It was great having you. I think it was very enlightening. For for everyone, yeah, Thank you for for inviting me, guys. Uh, I really love the work that you do uh, around. So let's keep pushing and 
Yeah. yeah. We're trying we're trying our best to to help other people to get to a better level and i think if we help the community we help designs in general you know and everything improves so that's our motto that's our that's where we want to to get that's yeah, where we I mean, want to. i i totally agree i mean um the more we share uh the more we can learn okay yeah um we don't have competitors, okay? Um, I mean, mm -hmm. we are not competitors between uh, one another. And I'm talking about designers, not between companies, okay? You have competitor companies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the designer, I think that the more we share, the more we can learn from each other. Because, yeah. I don't know, you can find a guy that is really great to do one thing and you are not skilled too much. So it's a continuous learning. And yeah, I really, really love people that share their knowledge. And sharing knowledge uh, doesn't mean, you know, to be an answer. <laughs> I know this and I'm open to receive feedback to improve, mm -hmm. to have uh, a real discussion. So yep. let's go. Really I will follow you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, but uh, <laughs> I followed you as well. Even Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Yarek, again for, for joining me on this road. Yeah, clockwise, <laughs> I've learned a lot and I won't yeah. be an asshole. As we said, yeah, that's something you won't be. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. Thanks. Uh, uh, so we'll, as always, everyone will drop the links to the follow, the links for you to follow uh, Tia on LinkedIn, and we'll follow. We'll drop the link as well to join our Discord channel. So if you have any questions or anything, everyone, you can just join us on Discord, and uh, feel free to drop your questions about design systems, about not being an asshole, about managing projects. We'll be happy to answer and we have our own live events and everything going on. So we have many things planned for you guys. And thanks again to our invitees and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>